Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. For you have promised the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. Amen. The application from last week's lesson on the Holy Family was to offer yourself for the benefit of another. My response was to pray for two people this week, one who was feeling isolated from others and was trying to fit in, the other who was trying to help her by being there for her. The times I feel alone or isolated from others, I offer my suffering up for them. I am praying fervently for both, knowing God always answers my prayers in his perfect timing. This Sunday is Epiphany Sunday. It is the first Sunday of the new year. 
With COVID-19, all we have gone through this past year, the scripture that comes to me is, I make all things new. From Revelations 21.5 and from 2 Corinthians 5.17, this means that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. This is going to be a powerful year as we stay focused on Jesus and his word. Let us now set our minds on the gospel for this Sunday and listen attentively to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After Jesus' birth in Bethlehem of Judea, during the reign of King Herod, Astrologers from the east arrived one day in Jerusalem, inquiring, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We observed his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. At this news, King Herod became greatly disturbed, and with him all Jerusalem. Summoning all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they informed him. Here is what the prophet has written. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the princes of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Herod called the astrologers aside and found out from them the exact time of the star's appearance. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, after having instructed them, go and get detailed information about the child. When you have found him, report it to me, so that I may go and offer him homage too. After their audience with the king, they set out. The star which they had observed at its rising went ahead of them until it came to a standstill over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star and on entering the house found the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their coffers and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, in Murrah. They received a message in a dream not to return to Herod, so they went back to their own country by another route. The Gospel of the Lord. I am going to take only a few of the questions wherever the Lord leads. It is best for us to do the questions alone with the idea of having an encounter with the Lord we get letters from prisoners telling us how much the Lord has touched them while doing this study and looking up all the scriptures. For example, one letter we received stated, the recollection of a simple question asking me, what is the will of God? In your study pointing to 1 Thessalonians 5.18, to be thankful in all circumstances made an astonishing impact on my day. This Bible study has been my shield in prison. It is helping me to so much. 
What a great testimony by this prisoner. I know for me that doing the questions in the privacy of my own home has developed into an intimate relationship with God. I hope you find that as you do the questions also. The second question in today's lesson says, to read the following scriptures, Daniel 2, 27, and Daniel 4, 4. According to these verses, are those who read the stars able to know God's plan for their lives? No. Daniel 2, 27 says, in the king's presence, Daniel made this reply. The mystery about which the king has inquired the wise men, the enchanters, magicians, and astrologers could not explain to the king. And Daniel 4.4 4 says, When the magicians and enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers came in, I related the dream before them, but none of them could tell me its meaning. It is God who has a plan for our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know well the plans I have in mind for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare, not for woe, plans to give you a future full of hope. Do I really believe God's word? I do believe, Lord, help my unbelief. I am sorry for looking everywhere else, especially fortune tellers, when you are telling me in your word, what you have planned for my life. Who is the only sign we follow? Isaiah 7, 14 says, therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall be with child and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. So it's the virgin birth. Luke eleven thirty says, just as Jonah was a sign for the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be a sign for the present age. The sign of man, the Son of Man, Jesus. He's the sign. The chief priest and scribes told Herod where the king was to be born, referring to the prophet Micah 1, 1, and 5, 1. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judea, are by no means least among the princes of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. We go to question eight. What is the ruler to do? Matthew 2, 6 says, shepherd God's people rightly. Question nine, read the following and write out your favorite verse. John 10, 11, John 10, 14. John 10, 16, Acts 20, 28, 1 Peter 2, 25, 1 Peter 5, 3 and 4, Revelation 7, 17. Personal, share the scripture you chose and tell how it has affected your life. I looked up every one of these scriptures and listened to what the Lord put on my heart each time I did this lesson. In a book back in 1993, I wrote that my favorite was Revelation 7, 17. 
For the Lamb who is in the center of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to springs of life-giving water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. At that time, in the early 90s, I was looking for God to shepherd me and lead me to the life-giving water and wipe the tears from my eyes. He did that then and was there whenever I called out to him and is still here for me. When I was doing this lesson in preparation for this podcast, he led me to 1 Peter 5, 3 and 4. Be examples to the flock, not lording it over those assigned to you, so that when the chief shepherd appears, you will win for yourselves the unfading crown of glory. He is assigned to me, my children, my family. My love for Jesus and living according to his word is making Jesus present to those assigned to me. It is not I who lives, but he who lives within me. I pray always that people will see Jesus in me, and he will touch them with his healing light. I suggest when you finish listening to this podcast, you read every one of the scriptures here and write down the one the Lord puts on your heart. Share with someone why you chose it, and next year do the same thing. You will be amazed at how God will touch your heart and you will experience his incredible love for you as he speaks to you through his awesome word. What was the astrologer's reaction to the star as they followed it? Question 12, Matthew 2, 10. They were overjoyed. Another personal Have you had any insight to God's light and his word? What is your reaction to this? Well, for me, yes, many times. The more I do this study, I realize and know his plan for me, which is knowing without a doubt his great love for me personally. He is alive in me. The more I receive his love, the more I can love others. 13. When the wise men found the child with his mother, Mary, what did they do? Matthew 2, 11. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. And then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, proclaiming the praises of God. Is this in fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy? Yes, It tells us in Isaiah 65 and 6. Another personal. Have you bowed before the Lord? How have you prostrated yourself in homage before our holy God? In his presence, in the Eucharist, have you knelt to do him homage? Or do you do it just out of habit? Reflect on this. Yes, I have bowed before him. Just yesterday at adoration, I knelt with both knees bent in homage to our Lord. I remember going to the missionaries of charity and the sisters when they came in for adoration. They knelt on the floor and bent over in total reverence and awe of the real presence of God in the most blessed sacrament. 
He is alive to all who believe. I give him glory and honor for all things in my life. He is my life, and I know I can do nothing without him. We'll go on to the commentary. We celebrate the Feast of Epiphany, which means the visitation of the seekers, or as they are often called, the Magi, and Christ's manifestation of his glory to them. It was in Bethlehem, a little town six miles south of Jerusalem, that Jesus was born. The name Bethlehem means house of bread, and the manger in which Jesus slept was used to feed the animals. It is significant that Jesus was born in a place called house of bread, as he chose to feed us with his word and in his presence in the Eucharist. He calls himself living bread. In John 6, 35 to 66, and we, and we share his living bread in our liturgies in accordance with scripture in churches throughout the world. Bethlehem was where Jacob buried Rachel, and it was there that Ruth married Boaz. This city was the home of David, and it was in Bethlehem that the Jews expected God's anointed one to come into the world. When Jesus was born, there came to Bethlehem seekers from the east to do him homage. The Magi were, were holy and wise men and were skilled in philosophy, medicine, natural sciences, soothsaying, and interpretation of dreams. Many later became members of a tribe of pagan priests in Persia and functioned much like the Levite priest in Israel. About the same time that Jesus was born, the Roman poet Virgil was praising through his writings and poems the savior of the world, the emperor, Augustus Caesar of Rome. So it was to a waiting world that Jesus came, and the astrologers from, the, from lands far away gathered at his cradle. It was the first sign and symbol of the world's conquest by Jesus Christ. Today, many of the learned men and women are coming to praise the King of Kings, Jesus. But many are not. What about you? Is Jesus your king, and are you bringing him your presence as a gift? We need to reflect on the gift given to all who believe in the Christ child of Bethlehem. The gift is being co-heirs of his kingdom, members of the one body and sharers of the promise. Have we made someone feel like an unwanted stranger? Have we dared label anyone a foreigner, alien, outsider, or pagan? Have we welcomed all to our manger scene? Is the light in our hearts drawing others to him as the star did in Bethlehem? The manifestation of the star's brilliance spoke to the Magi of the entry of a king into the world. The glory of God's love for all is called to be manifested in us through the power of the Holy Spirit in the saving name of Jesus Christ. 
our application, Isaiah urges us to look at the glory of God being unfolded before us and calls upon the people to rise up from the shackles of captivity. In Ephesians, Paul describes God's secret plan. And in Matthew, we see the wise men overjoyed at the results of following the star. This week, like the wise men or magi, let us bring Jesus our gift. Yours might be a gift of joy or love, peace or patience. Then you need to share this gift with someone in your family or workplace. The wise men came in humility and left encouraged and full of hope. We can expect no less when we bring Jesus our gift. Let us close with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us that you have a plan for our life, and it is all mapped out in your word. Thank you for showing us that no one can tell the future or know the future except you alone, because you are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, worthy of all praise and honor. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Next week is the baptism of the Lord. Thank you for being with us. Have a blessed week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.